This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cheryl Boyer. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. It's good. So, what I want to talk about first is, I wouldn't say casual racism, but I would say, I would say people who are just a little tone deaf in terms of racial things. Racism is racism. Well... There, there's there's some people who have there, there's sort of a confusion as to whether something could be misinterpreted as racist by some people and not Which by is others. Common, right? right. Well, specifically this week, there were two pretty good examples um, in New Zealand. There was a Burger King ad that was removed um, because some people called it racist. They have a new Vietnamese burger and it had. Uh, white people using comically oversized chopsticks to eat the burger, um, which, I mean, what I, it, it is, I don't know. It, the idea is that you're, it's culturally insensitive because you're poking fun at it. Like it's, it's all in the context of it. I just don't think that we view, like it's getting to the point where everything is racist now. Like if I see a white person rapping in the street without ever saying the n-word or anything it is just oh he's racist that's cultural appropriation blah 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 blah. and then it's taking we are so sensitive well i think the problem is is that there is still real racism absolutely they let's take care of that first we we act as though like you know we've taken care of everything you know everyone is totally cool with all kinds of people and there's no like you know, just very easy to spot racism. That's all gone. Now it's just, now we're getting down to the real, like, the real hidden stuff or the mm-hmm. stuff that, like, could be or maybe it's not. No, no, no. We still have pretty blatant racism. Absolutely. And this is something that we need to deal with. And I think we're getting too caught up in these kinds of things. Right. Well, it's just weird because when you Google racism, it's uh, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on belief that one's own race is superior. I don't think that a lot of these companies are going for that besides Gucci and Burberry and oh. Katy Perry. <laughs> it's, it's actually a list because like I said, like we both said, oh. racism isn't dead. No. But I do think that sometimes we categorize things as racist when they're not racist. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's a difference between racism and Cultural, cultural like like culturally insensitive like yeah because you have things like like you mentioned the prada and the the burberry thing and katie mm. perry that like they made products that looked like blackface well, they, they looked blackface it was yeah, like a monkey was and it had big bright red lips and that's those are things that you know when you bury the history of blackface you start to not understand it and that's why people need to know about it because then you get this kind of stuff well yeah i mean if you don't know what blackface looks like i'm sure the governor of virginia would be nice enough to show you Oi. <laughs> um so uh ironically in the same day that that other story was posted um there was a a store in the uk uh, a grocery chain in the uk that was actually selling these uh for easter these chocolate easter ducklings um okay. with uh white chocolate milk chocolate and dark chocolate you oh, might be able to see where this is going um and they had names. The um, the milk chocolate one is called Fluffy. The white chocolate one is called Crispy. And the dark chocolate one is called Ugly. Okay. 
because it's the okay. it's the ugly duckling. So is that what we were going? So the dark uh, duckling's got to be the ugly duckling, right? And that's I feel like if it uh, exactly if it's it, if, it, if it had been the white chocolate one as the ugly duckling, would this have been even brought up? Like it's that's the question. Was it just bad idea from the start, or could you have just named the other one differently and it just wouldn't have even come up? Because history is the way it is, and because racism is, I don't want to say it predominantly shoots towards black people, but I mean, it kind of is most of the time. I don't think it would be different if it was the white duck, but I mean, ugly duckling, like I thought we buried that when we were trying to get girls to get their self-esteems up, like... Can we bury the word ugly? Like, and and I think sometimes it gets to be kind of a reach. Like, like let's be real. It's, they're chocolate ducks. Like, we're, we're, I think we're conflating things a little bit too much, especially because, like, it's not like they called the white chocolate one pretty. It's and, not like you're comparing white and dark black to pretty and not pretty. And that's not what they were going with. They were just, it's one of those things where it's like, had there been more black people in the room at the time of conception of this, True. maybe they would have been like, maybe not. Hashtag hire us. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> maybe maybe if someone else had looked at this and mm-hmm. and really thought about it, they wouldn't have done that. It, I agree. I mean, there's just so many times and instances where if you want a product to really sell, diversity is key in everything. Mm-hmm. And... You like you said, if more the more diversity you have in a business, the more you can avoid issues like this. Like, exactly. And then, I hate to sound like everyone else, but representation is so important, and especially in darker skin girls, they experience racism within the black community as well as from other communities and races or race. Yeah. So when. Darker skinned girl sees a duck that is referred to as the ugly duckling and it's not really the company's uh, goal was to be seen as that. But then other people are going to see it as that. And like, you know, we obviously saw it and we were like, wait, like, why did that have to be? I said it before even reading the Mm -hmm. article. So imagine what that girl or that young man is feeling. And that's that's really the key point that we're seeing in this. We're just like I said, everything goes back to representation. And when you refer to something as being ugly or not worthy, like the other ducks are because they are a lighter color, it goes beyond than just being ducks. Right. And I think when a certain political party and a certain political leaning freaks out about, well, why do we need representation just because they look different? They have to be in the, it's not about just so you can have a room full of all different colors. That's not what it's about. It's not about so when you look in the room, everything looks diverse and it just looks nice. It's about decisions like this where if you had somebody else who may think about it because they experience life differently than you, you may be able to avoid these kinds of things because they're coming at it from a different angle. Because if the room is full of white people, not that it's that they're going to be inherently wrong because it's a room full of white people, but it's because they're not going to see the issues that a dark-skinned black person would see because that's not how they live. That's not their life. Exactly. Yeah, they never experienced it. So, I mean, this was something that maybe, like, if this was back in the day, you'd be like, okay, guys, like, let's sit down and talk about this. But it's 2019. Step your game up. Everything is about diversity. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to be represented. But, But at the same time, I feel like, 
yes, we need, you need the more representation. You need people to be able to be there, but let's not kid ourselves. White people should know better. Like Absolutely. it shouldn't, we shouldn't just rely on, oh, well, what does the black person in the room think? And how do we get the seal of approval from the black person in the room with how we're marketing this? Like, no white people. You also need to look at something and think, Hmm, maybe I shouldn't call the dark egg or, or the, the dark duck ugly. Maybe, maybe it would just come across wrong. Even if I'm not clearly intending to be racist, maybe I just shouldn't do that. And it would just, the optics of it are better. Exactly. And then this is the importance of thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. It is not always about you. It's not always about, um, what you think is appealing or great. You really need to sit there. If you're marketing something, you need to think, okay, well, how would an Indian person feel? How would a black person feel? And I hate when people are like, oh, like I don't see color and blah, 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 but you need to. In order to uh, get some sort of understanding or some sort of, okay, well, I need to make sure that this is okay for everyone, you need to see color because we see color. It's not about not seeing color. It's about not treating people differently because of you being able to see that color. Exactly. I love having a woke friend. Yes. (laughs) The woke conservative in the room. A woke conservative friend. Very rare. You heard it here first. So as millennials, as a millennial, I am kind of tired of being accused of ruining everything. Aren't you? All the time. (laughs) By literally everyone that is not a millennial. It's apparently my fault that everything that came before us just sucks and we're we're not participating in it. Well, you know what our parents say? You know, they always say, it's because you're always on that damn phone. (sighs) You're right. (laughs) So... Let's, we're going to look at some of the the articles and and some of the biggest headlines of things that millennials have ruined (laughs) over the course of several years. So what do you have? What have we ruined? I actually just went in to type in millennials ruin and without even typing anything else in, Google assumed millennials ruin dating, workforce, quilting, ruined handshakes, um, (laughs) napkins, business, housing market as well as everything i'm sorry world (laughs) okay so so half of that stuff first of all quilting i don't know what that is is that when you make a quilt yeah well do you (laughs) is somebody from what gen uh before us gen x before Mm. but the let's take it back to adam and eve like i'm just (laughs) i'm thinking of like gen x like what do they do like did they quilt was that like a thing that that they did i don't know i'm always on my damn phone i mean exactly i mean they were born in like the 70s ish they didn't quilt like i don't know any of them that quilt oh no they might have they were born in the like the 70s and like early 80s oh weren't you guys riding like Like, weren't you fighting for our rights like i I don't know um let's see what else uh let's see we ruined department stores yeah because they don't have what i need every time i go in hashtag fashion nova has everything you need (sighs) it's overrated anyway um we ruined diamonds apparently yeah because um, because we realize I can't, that I can't buy a house, so yeah, I really can't buy a diamond. We shouldn't be buying diamonds anyway. Exactly. Diamonds, literally, once they go to Africa, wherever they, whatever country they go in Africa, they get the diamonds and they cut off the little kid's hand. So us millennials are actually woke on not buying diamonds. And our parents <laughs> that have, uh, what's it, $5,000, $20,000 diamonds, a child's hand was at risk. So us millennials are just woke, Okay. What do you have? What? Oh, gosh. I'm... So so I already knew this. We ruined Applebee's and Buffalo Wild Wings. 
How? I don't, right? I don't even want to hear that because... I live at Applebee's. Right? We go for the half-price apps, late-night half-price apps, plus... If anything, we made the economy better. Yeah. Me and my best friend go to Buffalo Wild Wings, like, whenever we can. That's crazy. Yeah. I go for the wings. I go for the good time. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> That's weird. And plus, you can watch TV for free. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what else? We ruined uh, the 9 to 5 work day. Absolutely. Because I'm telling you, there's so many times where I'll email my boss, hey, can I leave at one thirty? I mean, we don't, well, we can't have nine to five jobs either because nobody's, who's hiring? (laughs) (laughs) Well, on top of that, we are also the generation or, um, yeah, I guess generation where it's like you, we're finding out that you can get through life without a degree. Mm -hmm. And I honestly believe that Instagram was one of the best and scary things to happen because you can sell everything from a pen to yourself on Instagram. So Instagram has really just made a market for us. So why go to school when you can make $10,000 off of posting a picture? Um, Nine to five where? Who is she? <laughs> they also freak out about how we've ruined cable, which I know we talked about a couple weeks ago in terms of us not sitting around and watching yeah, TV live anymore. Is... We did. I mean, we did kill cable because why would I? We only watch cable if we're mooching off of our boomer parents who have cable Basically. still. Because they want to watch their Fox News and You're MSNBC. Right. Well, it's funny. My um, coworker actually mentioned a few weeks ago, he was like, back in my day, we used to have a TV in our break room. And I was like, bro, what? I sit in my car during my break. Like, I am so antisocial, which leads into another thing that millennials ruined. We ruined constant communication. You're probably the only person that I talk to the most within a day. Mm-hmm. And that's only like this day because we're planning a show exactly but on the side i literally i have like i don't have anxiety towards talking to people but if i can avoid talking to someone i will um hence the reason why i think it's amazing that you can order food on an app hashtag good job dominoes which is that's better anyway it's more convenient and it's not like that took away somebody's job exactly like i'm not having to call somebody on the phone yet that person is still there doing a job i wish my dentist would like like, can, can I set this. up a thing? Yeah, on because a, I on literally am supposed to set up a dentist appointment, and I'm so scared <sighs> because I don't want to talk to them and them ask me questions. <laughs> we have these phones, and we're always looking at our phones, yet we never use the phone part. Uh, uh, we ruined Hooters. Did you know that millennials don't like boobs? Oh, well, or we, maybe we just aren't sex. We're not yeah. sexist anymore. Um, that maybe. maybe we just don't like to, you know, <laughs> see women as just objects to. Yes, I'm here look for at. respect. <laughs> Wait. Wait, wait, do you have something? Uh, we're killing the napkins. Did you hear we were killing napkins? We don't use napkins. Yeah, well, our parents also killed turtles because they were obsessed with straws, so. That's true. <laughs> oh, and we're, we're killing the um, fabric softener industry. How? I use fabric all the time. No, the fabric softener. Yeah. The, and like the, the like, fabu- or not the fabric. dryer sheets. Yeah, not, I know. Not, I not detergent, them. but, yeah, like, dryer yeah, sheets I know. and stuff. I you do? Them. Yeah, really? do you not use them? No, because I wouldn't waste my money on them. Okay, well, I, first of all, don't buy my laundry detergent. My mom does, and my mom bought it, and I think it smells freaking amazing. You can buy Loser. detergent. I would I would keep buying detergent, but, like, I feel like well, fabric softener and um, dryer sheets are just a scam. Wait, this is one that I 100% agree with. Us millennials have... <laughs> we ruined dating. We kind of did. A because, bit. no, we don't get married, so we just date, and we meet on apps, and we meet... 
it's completely opposite of what our parents say. Our parents are like, stay away from strangers. Don't go in a car with strangers. You meet somebody on a dating app. You know nothing about this person besides what they say online and their picture they upload. You meet in person and boom, that's your love story. So basically, basically what I'm seeing here is we killed a lot of things that suck. Yeah, like, but we're all happy. So. Right. Like cereal. Um, we just didn't fall for the the ads from cereal companies that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's part of a balanced <laughs> breakfast. Like, all right, cereal, I eat a bowl of cereal and then I'm hungry an hour later. Exactly. Um, Avocado toast. Right. <laughs> That's got protein. We, we don't do light yogurt anymore. We don't do bars of soap. Bars of soap are awful. I'm, yeah, I'm going to wash, say. I'm gonna wash myself with a dirty bar and then put that same dirty bar back and have somebody else clean themselves with that later. Mm, that's disgusting. That don't sound right. No, that's disgusting. Oh, wait, this one's good. <laughs> We've apparently ruined being ashamed of stalking, which, yes, we have, because everyone will straight up tell you that they have stalked someone at one point. And I don't mean that stalking where I'm like, I'm creeping in the bushes. I mean that stalking where it's You're like... You're creeping on their social. Absolutely. That's what you do. Well, because we ruined you... dating, so we do non-traditional stuff like creep on there. And we okay, don't talk well, to like... anyone anymore. Look, see, we're doing the same things that we used to do. We're just doing them in a different way. We find out about people by stalking them on Facebook, not True. by actually talking to them. See, we're still doing all the same True. stuff. We just figured out a better way to do it. I just feel like all the other people or generations are, well, jealous. Yeah, because we did it better. Ketchup mustards. <laughs> So lastly, what I wanted to talk about was sort of a human interest story. I don't know if you heard about this kid, Timothy Pitson. Mm. Um, he is, or he's been missing since, uh, I think it was 2011. Yeah. Um, he disappeared with his mom. Um, she actually committed suicide when oh, he disappeared yes. and they haven't seen him since then. Um, but she like left a note in her, like her suicide note said that he's safe. Okay. Um, but they haven't seen him since. So he's been missing for eight years. There have been some reported sightings and things like that, but never turned anything up yeah, he, throughout I mean, the years. It's so weird because he's grown up. So right. when guy, like when you guys, you guys hit that puberty, we changed. Change oh, a yeah. Person. Well, well, he went missing when he was six. Oh, yeah. So he's totally. A yeah. So he'd person. be like 14 now. So then you have stories like um, J.C. Dugard. Right. She was lost for a long time. She was lost for. I think it was uh, 18 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember her. Um, yeah. She was, she was lost for a long time. A lifetime movie was made about her. Yeah. And she, she was found. Um, she went missing in 1991 and she got found in 2009 and she, um, she had children cause she was raped and, and like oh, that yeah, was all was... horrible, but she was found alive. So you hear stories like that and you think, you know, anything's possible. Right. Um, yeah, she was, like, down the street from her house, too. Yeah, she wasn't very far, and that's a lot of times that's what happens is they're very close to their home or wherever they went missing. Um, so what happened was last week this man, Brian Reaney, or turns out who that was, um, he claimed to be Timothy Pitson. He claimed to be this kid who went missing. He said he was kidnapped and being held captive by two men. Um, he escaped, and he, you know, he was found, and they, you know, want to reunite him with his family. He said all this to federal agents and, and whatnot, and they got a DNA test, and they found out it wasn't him. Oh, my God. Turns out this guy is, um, he's been a problem. He's been in jail before. He just recently got out of jail. What? I Like, he was starting to, I you guess. You are going to jail. Right? He, I guess he just wanted to start a new life again uh, and, and start a new identity. I don't know what the deal is, um, but 
yeah, I feel so bad for Timothy's actual family because it's one of those, like, because it got national attention, it almost was one of those, like... It's too good to be true. Exactly. Well, because they, they even said that they've felt that way before, where they've had all these leads and it felt like maybe this is it because they have had that hope in the past. Right. And this is just a huge, huge letdown. It's one of those, like, you don't even want to talk about it anymore because, yeah. like, this was, like, the closest they had gotten and it turned out to be a huge fake. And I don't know, this guy is 23 years old. How did they mistake him for a 14-year-old? And that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> what does this mean? Like... Does he look young? I mean, he's me he doesn't have like a Oh, you his man has a beard. He's got like stubble. <laughs> he's like he's not 14. Are you not even unless close. they injected this 14-year-old with as much testosterone as possible, he could not pass as a 14 year Is that is that a wrinkle? I mean, you start getting them early. He's got like cuts <laughs> on his face. I'm just thinking like oh, when he was in jail, he obviously like conjured up this plan. He, he thought well, he, he I don't know what his deal was. If he's like he has to have some some mental health issues because that's not just something that any normal convict would do. The family should sue. They might. I feel like they will. He well, well he doesn't have anything. Well, he's already he's he's already facing uh eight years in prison for this. Good. Be, for for lying to federal agents to convince him that he was a missing person. So it's like it's kind of like why 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 would you go through all that if it was very easy to prove just through DNA? Again, it could be a mental health thing, but like. What was the what, what was, was the reason? What was the end goal? Like I I don't know what that was. Like so okay so this family adopt say they didn't do the DNA and we took for his word that mm-hmm. this that he was the fourteen year old man child right he was I don't like a man so this family takes you in and you were gonna put on this whole facade that you were this missing kid like I feel what was like, what was the plan moving yeah, forward yeah and I feel like is the dad still involved like who who's the boy's family because uh, I believe. Yeah, his dad is still alive. So my thing is, is that I'm not a parent, don't plan on being a parent, but I do know that I have a loving parent who would know if that was me or not. Whether if I went missing for 30 years, I know my mom would be able to say, that's Sherelle. Mm-hmm. That is her. I can feel it. I know. It. Or maybe my family's just super uh, tight. But I mean, like I said, this is a man child. He is a grown man with stubble and wrinkles on his head. I mean, there, there's there's several pictures of him and it's like, oh my! how could anybody oh even think God. like even for a second that he's... That's a 14 year old. No, it's... Okay, who broke this story? Because they were clearly on drugs. Uh, especially because like you look, they do, um, FBI does uh, age progression. They use right, age progression yeah, they software do have... To make it look like you could see exactly what they would look like later on. They don't even look close. What is it's going on? It's not even close. I, I mean, I get you take him for his word and then you move on with the DNA. But I feel like, did the FBI trust what he was saying or did they take it with any kind of skepticism? And if they took it with skepticism, would they not pass that along to the media? Because I feel like the media hyped this up so much that this is who this is. That it was forced to believe that this is him. Right. It's it's kind of like going back to it and looking at it like, how did you not see that this was so clearly not, not who that was? Not even that, that this is not a 14-year-old boy. Like, exactly. I'm not over that. <laughs> like, like you, you weren't even close. That is crazy. Um, That's and, and, like you going missing and then me saying, hi, guys, I'm David. It's your parents welcoming. That's how different they look. If you if you didn't know, I'm a white male and Sherelle's a black female. Exactly. So we're, we're very, we're very different very. in our appearance. Um <laughs> But I'm just, I wonder what more is going to come out of this. The dad says he still believes that his son is out there. 
that I Timothy's still out is. there. Um, and and with stories like I said, like with J.C. Dugard, I he could be. He really could be. So, what would you like to get off your chest? I would like to release some frustration. Are you ready? What are you frustrated about? Okay. So, as we talked about, Instagram is kind of like running the world right now, which is amazing and kind of awful at the same time. But we see all these styles on celebrities that we're like, wow, like that outfit is so cute. And then you click on the outfit and you find out it's not a $300 outfit, it's a $3,000 outfit. And I never considered buying a $300 outfit nor a $3,000 outfit, but... You're like, hey, it's cute, but I'm never going to find it. So then you have these companies like Fashion Nova, um, Boohoo, like all these like Instagram companies that make these cute, affordable, low quality, though, um, (laughs) outfits. And you can buy them and you can look cute. You can look like you can have an outfit that Kim Kardashian wore that's not at the Kim Kardashian price. So I got a little frustrated because Kim Kardashian and a few other celebrities were nice enough to say, I'm tired of these um, like low brand companies making knockoffs of, you know, designers, which I understand they're artists. So the artists are a little upset because they're like, I put all this time, effort and energy into making these outfits and companies are just ripping them off, which I get. But at the same time, not everybody is living in the 1% world. So. I think that we should stop being getting angry over people ripping off clothing. I just, I don't know. That's just something I want to get off my chest. When people rip off music, that's a different story. Mm. But clothing, cloth, it fades. So for me, we didn't talk about politics this episode. Oh, so I just wanted I'm to bring so up, about it. I want to bring up my one little annoyance um, or big annoyance. Oh, about um, politics. Yes. We have a list of Democratic candidates that oh. is a book. Um, it's, and it's intense. yes, and the list has not stopped and I don't see it slowing down at any point. Um, polls right now are ridiculous, uh, in terms of how sort of like one sided it is. And, and most polls you have Joe Biden leading Joe Biden has not started an exploratory committee or announced his candidacy. <laughs> so he's leading in a, in a race that he's not even in yet. Pete Buttigieg or sorry, Pete Buttigieg. I, say, I, get I it right. get it right. Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> He has not formally announced yet. He still has an exploratory committee, yet he's got all the media coverage right now. Yet there's candidates like John Delaney, Mike Gravel, I think his name is, John Hickenlooper, Jay Inslee, uh, Wayne Messam, Tim Ryan, Eric Swalwell. Like uh, some of these are Marion Williamson. Some of these just recently announced, but there's so many of them that get like zero media coverage. And I wonder, what does it take to get media coverage? How do you become somebody that gets to be a front runner? Is it because you're popular or is the media hyping you up so then you become popular it's there's such a long list here and i feel like some people are getting left out of the conversation mm-hmm. and other people are getting elevated to a place that they don't deserve so i wish people would stop declaring their candidacy we've had enough <laughs> uh let's narrow it down i feel like we're going to end up with a similar situation to 2016 where oh. there were a million republican candidates and you ended up having those two uh debate tiers so you had the stupid uh, low tier that nobody watched and it was kind of just like a pity thing and then you had the serious real candidates so it was kind of a waste um so far we haven't really heard exactly who's going to be there uh, it's based on fundraising and and um your percentage in in polls but um i don't know there's too many candidates and i'm not a fan 
And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Cheryl Boyer. Be sure to check out our new online video series on YouTube, Millennially Speaking 2. That's T-O-O, not T-W-O. New episodes drop Tuesdays. We'll be back next week.